Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Purple Ponderings with Pankaj. Today, we have as our guest, uh, Brett Fulmer, uh, all the way from California, or Broker Brett, as he's known as. Um, Brett, welcome to the show. And uh, why don't we just start a, with a little bit of an introduction uh, of you, what do you do? And then we'll we'll talk about some interesting topics. Yeah, I was gonna say the the Brett Fulmer intro. I feel like a lot of the people we know wouldn't recognize who I am. They'd be like, "Who is this?" Oh yeah, Broker Brett. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm an agent out of Southern California. I try to split my time between handling actual policies and being in the weeds of insurance, and then the other half of my time I'm mainly helping a startup come to us you know from canada called fineo but i help a few other startups you know one of which kind of got me and Ponkage talking a lot lately we've been kicking around some ideas but i would say half agent half insure tech tinker you know it's probably my best way to describe my day yeah. excellent excellent and uh folks uh you know as breath was alluding to he and i got i would say accidentally connected in a very, very good way. Uh, probably, you know, a few months ago, maybe three or four months ago, when, uh, you know, I essentially, we were, uh, we had some inbound agency brokerage, you know, calls post COVID asking us about a Purple Land program. And I don't know what to make of agents uh, calling in and interested in this, this program. So I called I connected with broker Brett through our Insnards connection and uh, Brett has been anything but absolutely amazingly helpful in understanding why is it that a broker or an agent would want to think about IoT, which is an emerging technology, you know, traditionally, uh, you know, traditionally we haven't seen a lot of emerging technologies being used in the insurance uh, world, commercial or personal, but you're starting to see Whole lot of activity. So I was very puzzled, right? I was in a space of, uh, you know, why why are these guys, uh, uh, what is the what is the channel really looking for? Uh, and so broke. So Brett helped me uh, understand that uh, a little bit more. But Brett, just uh, just to uh, you know, from your perspective, like when I reached out to you, you weren't very surprised. You said there was something in here, and and so tell me a little bit about. What was your perspective on uh, how of, of what the value was uh, of IoT for, for folks like you? Yeah, absolutely. And um, no, I was excited you reached out. We originally became friends through an online poker game that our friend Lance Poole put on, you know, kind of a, a COVID connection. Um, I work around small business commercial, you know, our biggest company. There was one that was 700 employees, but usually in that 20 to 80 range, which isn't going to be a lot of middle market radars. But the agent who I was helping out with PNC, he was a benefits guy, gave away a lot of technology to win business. Um, so a lot of value adds, you know, a lot of flyers in there with your quote. Um, another friend who worked for a true middle market agency uh, had me read the book, The Wedge. And then I saw the different value adds that they offered as well, because you're talking some really good money is in insurance. You know, there's going to be a lot of income. So people are willing to kind of give back a little bit because, you know, they don't want to just sell you the policy. They want to help your company as well. 
Um, so I saw Purple Ant as an, a great example of one of those services, you know, relatively nominal, you know, for annual cost. And, you know, if I had multiple locations, if I was in facilities, I would love to look at my phone, just see the vitals of my buildings, you know, just making sure everything's safe, everything's good. Um, yeah, I could see that bringing down loss ratios, saving clients money. So it's kind of a win-win, helps you get the business, doesn't cost you a lot, helps their insurance get cheaper, helps you keep the business. And then it's kind of fun. I mean, the idea of having this app on your phone or pulling up this dashboard and just making every, sure everything's good as a paranoid insurance agent, that sounds amazing to me, you know? So I, it totally made sense to me and it was easy to plug together. And I was happy to have a reason to get into conversation. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, as you rightly said, uh, based on uh, Brett's, you know, sort of experiences and perspective, we sort of, uh, you know, uh, summarized that as, you know, uh, getting new customers, retaining customers, making more money as sort of the, you know, value prop. And since then, we've, of course, you know, Brett's kind of been 100% in and helping us with flyers and taking the message to some very interesting people in the industry. And Brett, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about like two things which I saw from you, uh, which we weren't previously thinking about, which is the mid-market brokerage segment, right? Mid-market commercial. We were previously looking at the small commercial and we saw the applicability of this proposition there, but you saw something. In fact, you were the one who made me think about you should be looking at mid-market commercial segment uh, and then, you know, sort of post-COVID looking into that vacant building commercial property uh, situation as well. So talk a little bit about that market segment. Why do you think that market segment is sort of ripe for something like this? You know, I wouldn't pretend to know what the Aeons of the world do, you know, or the Willis Towers Watson, you know. Um, maybe Willis Towers Watson would dip down into what we're talking about a little bit. Um, but I'm imagining they can build out programs. I'm imagining you're working with a Disney, you can have an engineer in there configuring everything for you. But I want to say middle market would enjoy being able to give those bells and whistles, um, but they're not going to have a dedicated systems engineer. Uh, and for the reference, middle market, in my mind, you know, a lot of these agencies have to have a minimum of $5,000 earned you know, commission, probably 100 employee companies, probably anywhere from 100 to maybe 2,000 employees. Uh, multiple location typically, um, sometimes a closely held business, but maybe something on private equity backed, you know, is what I'm thinking. And, you know, big enough to need things to help them stay organized, but not big enough to create their own systems. And I was just thoroughly impressed by what you put together through your industry experience and knowledge. The fact that you're kind of at quote unquote seed stage, I'm like, man, like startups need to be mature these days, but you're coming out like an organized business with value adds out the gate. You know, to me, it was almost easy. You had the puzzle pieces and I was like, oh, and there's a need that we can spot out there. And then my little bullish nature can just go kind of bug people. I've, I'm not the best, like a two year sales cycle to a carrier. I would probably lose my mind a little bit, but bugging a few people who I think would be excited about what you're up to was easy. Like, you know, was, yeah, no thought on it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think you saw the the connection. Then are you right? You rightly said though the puzzle pieces were there, but we we just weren't thinking about it holistically. But you know, you you could you could see that connection coming from the world that you were in, especially from a like a small to mid-sized brokerage firm, right? Like you said, they won't have all the resources to put something like this together, but they could benefit from you know working with someone like a 
somewhere like a purple line. So, um, you know, I would, I would, I don't want to point out that Brett, uh, you know, you have this fantastic, helpful nature, right? I mean, you alluded to it, but you know, when we kind of had the conversations ourselves, we put some things together. Uh, you immediately took it to a few people that we that you knew in who are in the industry to bounce off. Like this is not just hey. I think this is a great idea, but let's check with other people to think if it's a great idea or not. And we're starting to see, uh, you know, responses from people. And there's some great favorable responses, uh, and then some which we are waiting on as well for this thing to uh, uh, unfold. But uh, tell me a little bit about as you've talked to, you know, other people in the industry with this idea, other agencies, other, you know, industry friends. Uh, what are the some what are some of the validations that you've got, and what are some of the uh, objections that you've heard? I actually haven't really heard objections yet. Uh, maybe lethargy would be the only thing, lethargy. Um, but you have people who can install it for again nominal rates, and I hope it's okay to say on here. But we're talking yeah. maybe seventy, a hundred bucks a location, thirteen, twenty-five bucks a year. You know, location. Um, like not a lot of money relatively for these people who are trying to make five grand off of something. Um, so my rule of thumb in getting involved in a startup is do I trust and like the people? Cause my joke is like, if you don't trust or like them, like why are you working with them? Uh, does the technology work somewhere else, but it's not an insurance yet. And I think IOT has plenty of use cases already. And do you think the team can succeed? And you've got the industry experience the knowledge. You already have this thing built and you haven't even, I mean, you've got them going, but we've just begun, you know, and you're already there. I would say just, yeah, lethargy and who's going to pay for it. That was really the only pushback so far. And then being a broker, you know, I know they're a little bit fiscally conservative, but if they're going to make money, they'll spend money. You know, agents are sort of notorious for that. Even if it's buying leads that aren't fun to work, if they think it's going to grow their business over time, they'll do it. Um, but they are frugal on their bottom line. So it's kind of got to prove itself out. But yeah, um, Somebody had me read the book, The Wedge. I don't know if I mentioned it already, but it's this classic sales book and you're just looking for differentiators. You're looking for value adds. You're looking to set yourself apart, you know, and a, a cutting edge IOT play that you can see on your phone or on your desktop. It's pretty cool. It's different, you know, in a, in a very boring conversation that insurance kind of can be, you know, that's a, that's a fun little thing to sprinkle in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the other thing that sort of uh, we're both uh, learning is, we also ran this idea with some people who are also property owners, right? Because it's not just enough that the broker that we, we we have the broker and the carrier sort of interested in this, but from an adoption standpoint, it's always a question mark of, you know, will the property owner, the business owner, be someone that's willing to try this out? And at least the people that we've spoken to have been very very positive and you know embracing of this idea. But talk a little bit about what do you what do you see as as you interact with your clients and as you interact with some of your friends who are also property owners. What have you heard from them as to you know about this idea? I think that they see enough use cases to give it a shot, and then they look forward to seeing it sort of round out. You know, and, and if we've talked about it, a flood, fire, theft, like this is just the the piece of the pie that makes the most sense to start with. Um, but they're excited to see it in play today. And then they're excited to see where it can go. You know, these are just the basic vitals. You know, if this was a doctor's office, you know, it's like taking your blood pressure, listening to your heart and your lungs or something, but there's going to be so much more 
kind of to come in terms of intelligently adding sensors and awareness to what's going on in a building, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so, well, I think we're uh, both are drinking our own Kool-Aids at this point, so we'll see yeah. how it pans out. But I wanted to use this opportunity now to just broaden from there a little bit. I mean, you're working with another uh, startup, right, on the life side, right? And you mm -hmm. and I have talked about how, like the role of the broker, think about a digital agent, is so important these days that, um, talk to me a little bit about uh, on the life side, right? What do you see as the use of technology? We just saw Lemonade offer open a life insurance agency. I'm not surprised, but uh, tell me a little bit about you know how you see your own role as a agent moving from PNC to life, right? And yeah. Broader, yeah. No, I am. Um... It's funny. I always joke. I sold personal lines for a year. I was able to network into commercial, but was literally calling leads and everything for a year. And, you know, you freak out about odd, bad auto coverage and then you forget like to insure the person in the car, you know, um, life is different. And even kind of trying to get immersed in that community, you know, we talk about all the cool things in PNC. We talk about technology and risk. Life is very much more a relationship game. Like the technology almost should make the sales side of it or the delivery side disappear, you know, where in PNC, you're kind of building a shield and in life insurance and in life insurance relationships. It's about comfort, I guess, and kind of navigating what that person's going through. Um, but yeah, I've, you know, sold five policies recently, hadn't really hit it with a head of steam before. I'm helping a, a platform come to us from Canada called Fineo that's going to deliver multiple types of product, really easy user flow, kind of broker enabled. I like that it leans on the broker. I don't think we're going anywhere. Um, some people will buy direct, but I feel like it's for, you know, simpler things. Um, and I still think only like 5% of the population wants to deal with insurance on their own. You usually want an advisor, especially if you're making a few more bucks. So I don't really see us going anywhere, but I do think uh, InsurTech is going to make it easier for an agent to wear a couple hats because technology is going to help kind of bridge the data that we need with the customer's needs. You know, we're already seeing it go from, you know, uh, probably 50 questions to 10, you know, on a lot of these small business platforms. Um, so I think that's just going to continue and we're going to be able to do more, kind of more with less, you know, and our workforce is kind of shrinking to two degrees. So I think kind of inevitability and I think we'll be just fine, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's very interesting space. And, you know, I, I have to also mention it's this to our listeners that like Brett wears so many different hats, right? So you talk PNC, you talk about life. Brett also runs a runner's group. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Nerds community. Uh, he's he's already referenced to how we met at a poker joint. And look, I got to tell you, this runner's club, this poker uh, play are all, are all activities and things that um, we've leveraged to hone in on yeah, was grounded during this difficult time, right? This year has been hard, but I, I'd say these two were like, and you were, you were, you were, you're kind of a constant factor in both of them. So tell me about what makes you like, you know, push that, right? And think about those kind of opportunities. <laughs> uh, kind of ridiculous, but a friend a long time told me like, I don't say power or influence comes from other money or people. And it's like, well, I don't really have money. So I better be good at helping out and being with people, <laughs> you know? Um, 
I don't know. I, for me, running was like medicine during COVID, you know, just getting out, seeing other people, especially at the beginnings in California when it was totally shut down. I'm lucky to be right next to a little nature preserve. Um, I like rhythms, you know, I like consistency uh, and I like not setting the bar too high. <laughs> so I try to do like an audio pod once a week. I try to just get in three miles a day. Sometimes it's a walk. Um, Strava is really cool to figure out how to set up a group and Lance helped me there. Uh, Ponky just yeah, referring to uh, we played poker over Zoom on the app. You know, our buddy Lance set that up. I have enjoyed that part of everything kind of with COVID. Before COVID, I was probably, you know, 50% commercial, 50% startups. But especially at start of COVID, it was 90% hang with my startup buddies because commercial was at a standstill. And yeah, I've really enjoyed being able to connect with people across the country. And the Strava app's cool because we kind of just get to see each other, encourage each other all the time. And there's this strange, nice cross-section of people who run and nerd out on this stuff. You know, it's a lot of smart, nice, ambitious people. Um, and I've been impressed with the insurance community in general. You know, it's, it's a fun place. It's fun people to kind of tinker with, you know, and kind of try to create good and be ambitious at the same time. You know, there's very few industries I think you get to do that. But yeah, I just, you know, rhythms, low-hanging bar. Um, and I've always felt that helping run a group or helping run a facilitate community it's just a little bit more effort than participating well. And if you're going to do that anyways, there is candidly, there is value added to being in the center of stuff. Um, yeah. So I'll say slightly selfishly, slightly unselfishly, and I'm having fun, you know, we're nurturing communities of things that are positive. We enjoy doing so a couple different motives in there and it's been a good time and it's been, yeah. Awesome connecting with everybody. Yeah. 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 And I was just putting a plug for that. To anybody listening and you know part of the if you're part of the insurance community if you're a runner or if you like playing poker hit us up yeah Actually, uh, brett and i'll share brett's um contact information as well and you know you 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 you'd get that company that you might be you know looking for or um uh, fun set of people it's 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 like a happy hour yeah um but virtual happy hour right so and you can talk about any topic under the sun. It's just sort of uh, uh, a good way to meet people from a cross section of, mm -hmm. uh, and people are in startups and carriers and uh, all sorts of different hats. So it's it's just a good section uh, of folks. So I'll, I'll I'll just say that you know for me as a as someone that benefited from what Brett did, I can vouch for the fact that this 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 stuff has been a good. Uh, saver, right? Sanity saver. That's cool. No, I appreciate it, Bonk. for myself too. You know, for myself, making those connections, kind of building those new friendships. And yeah, I, I, it's helpful. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'll set us up with another. So what we do is you record on Strava, you know, kind of encourage each other there. And then about once a month, uh, we do a little virtual happy hour across across the country, which is cool. I mean, last time I had myself in California, Texas, Minnesota, Illinois, New York, Boston, Iowa, you know, it's crazy. It's fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So with that, you know, Brett, let's just go to the towards the last section of our show where uh, it's all about for our listeners and for me to learn about Brett as a person a little bit more. So uh, with all the things that you have going on, do you get time to read books? Like, what do you what do you consider as your hobbies and I, you know, I wish I sat down with books more. I used to be a fairly consistent reader, but it's all podcasts and audiobooks these days. Um, 
Yeah, the running's a big part of that. Probably one of my favorite things is firing up a Weber kettle, just barbecuing. Uh, I would say it's funny, but cooking and running, you know, and I'm blessed that, now I use that term often, but what I enjoy doing kind of feels like a hobby almost, like working on projects, working with you, getting cool things done for startups. I am working, but I don't feel like I'm working half the time. You know, don't get me wrong. Some of it, I'm going through paperwork. Some of it's department of insurance websites, whatever else. But for the most part, I am thrilled about what I get to work on every day. You know, with that being said, like, I mean, there's paperwork I was telling Pankaj about before this. I'm nervous about dragging myself through. But at least half the time, I'm feeling very lucky to work on what I'm working on. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's not a surprise. So, uh, all right. Brett, if I were to ask you, uh, who would be some personalities that you could think of that you would want to listen from uh, from this show? Who would come to your minds? Make some recommendations. Has Lance been on yet? You know what? That's a good one. Yeah. I will. I'll, I should get Lance on. Yeah. <laughs> Draft. Um, but yeah, he's our connection point, and it's been awesome to watch him as an operator. And I think with what. Um, you know, Purple Ants up to what Juniper has been doing the past few months. I think there's a little cross section there. So he's the one I'll, I'll pass the ball to him. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Cool. All right. So in that, this last, literally the last section, I'm going to give you two options, um, Brett, and then you got to choose one and you have to tell me why you're choosing that. Um, so start with uh, baseball or football. Probably baseball by a thin margin. And why? Just fun times going to Chavez Ravine, going to Dodger games, got Angel Stadium right here. Pure experience. Um, I'll, I'll enjoy Sunday football, but I've only ever been to like a preseason Cardinals game or a Rams game when I was super little, you know, when they were still in Anaheim. Um, but yeah, just Dodger games are fun. I'm not even like the biggest baseball guy, but just being at a game, which I kind of joke I think I have a little bit of ADD. Like once you could actually drink a beer at a baseball game, it made a lot more sense. Before that, you're just sitting there for three hours. Like, what are we doing? What's going on? <laughs> but um, yeah, just being at a ballpark, you know, enjoying some food, being out there with friends, you know, it's it's a good time. Got it, got it. Uh, Superman or Spider-Man? Probably Spider-Man because he's a little more flawed. And I think I'm more comfortable with, you know, wrinkles, I guess. I don't know. Got it, got it. Uh, favorite vacation spot, Iceland or Hawaii? Uh, you know, it's funny. I feel lucky to say it. I've been to both. Iceland was freaking rad. You know, it was like being on another planet. You know, it was interesting. Hawaii is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I want to sit around for so long. I love exploring. But I guess there's plenty of exploring Hawaii. But I'll still say Iceland. Got it, got it. Paper books or ebooks? Paper books all the way, you know, either a paper book or an audio book. I don't, I wouldn't want to read off a screen for that long. I have a habit, even it's bad, but printing stuff, if it's more than like 10 pages. And I like, you know, I like actively reading. I like highlighting, I like dog earring stuff. That's probably what I miss the most about, you know, reading an actual book. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And then finally, uh, Mike, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Michael Jordan all day. That's no question. LeBron's great, physically gifted, consistent. Uh, but there's like a mercurial edge to Jordan that he just had from the jump. You know, I think LeBron learned it to a degree, um, but th that dude was just different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, 
Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we come to an end to the show. Uh, any cool. final words that you have? That no, I just appreciate kind of, you know, not to fanboy too much, but being around the purple ant conversations, I think there's something interesting there, you know, somebody's going to solve that problem. And I think you have the talent to do it. So it's going to be fun to watch and, you know, contribute to that conversation. Yeah. Well, thank you for those kind words. And with that, we formally wrap up this episode of Purple Ponderings. See you next time. Thanks, Package. <laughs>